Sleepwalk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbrough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleep Hawk Worldwide Podcast. We're live. It's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, like uh, four of the other people we got here. Uh, ain't got a whole lot going on. Uh, we're going to catch up on the Bachelor. We're going to catch up on uh, the ACC tournament. We're going to make some predictions here. We're going to talk about oatmeal baths and butter and all kinds of things. But the first thing we're going to talk about, Duke just getting steamrolled by the heels on the week over the weekend yeah what's up everybody we're coming to you live on instagram uh we got some uh we're starting to pick up a little bit of following uh five people live with us that's great um yeah a lot of a lot of stuff happened on the batch uh we'll cover that um pretty boring episode if you ask me Mm. Uh, i was expecting more from the fantasy suites uh the build-up to the fantasy suites is always something that uh Oh, it's just so anticlimactic this year uh, with Matt. Um, but uh, good thing um, I drank my coffee, so I stayed up, stayed awake. But uh, yeah, the whole the best thing about this whole weekend was us just annihilating Duke and uh, watching how bad Duke continues to be. Uh, it was amazing feeling. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, uh, the Duke thing was just euphoric i mean we just they looked like shit we looked great it's the second time we just mopped the floor with them this year my favorite thing in the whole thing is we had some guy from like my local hometown comes to us afterwards you know we love reading the dms we love getting messages from our fans all three billion of you uh but this one just was probably the best one yet where he basically said congratulations on the win he's duke fan clearly it's basically like the national championship for you guys i'm paraphrasing because you couldn't crack the top five in the ACC in a down year. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Einstein. Like, Duke is 500. They're a 10 seed in the ACC in a down year. Like, where are you coming from here, bud? So, uh, you know, if you're out there, dude, um, you know, you just got uh, you just got worked. And I don't think you're that happy about it. And uh, that's on you, buddy. So wear it proudly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, we look good in all phases of the game. Uh, we look great going into the tournament and yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we're probably due to get beat by about 15, um, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Listen, typical dookie, uh, to talk a little smack and not realize where you are. Uh, you know, it's hard to see you when you're all the way down there at the bottom. Mm. Um, let us know what's up. Uh, you know, typical Duke, uh, you know, uh, crab trying to pull somebody else down with them. Hey buddy. Take your beating, like take your L's like a man. Uh, that's one thing about us. We've had our few shares of, you know, bad years, and uh, we take it, we own it. But what what we do do is we come to compete. I don't think we've ever seen like just an absolute blowout recently. Uh, you know, the Zion you guys had, arguably the best player in college. You guys got swept in regular season. Hey, buddy, was that? I mean, was that our national championship? No, we didn't stop there. Um, no, I mean, what what's up? Um, you know, know your place. Uh, your team sucks this year. Uh, Duke sucks. It was great. Uh, I was there in person, and like I said last time we played Duke, um, it's amazing how bad they are. They're they're really bad, and they have no talent. Um, they're not a talented team. Um, that's one thing I noticed. Is uh, you know, and it happens, and uh, 
you know, you see these traditional uh, powerhouse college basketball teams this year. You look at Kentucky down year. You look at Duke down year. And even NC, you could say, was a down year. But we've shown our spots. We've shown, like, bright moments. We have good young players. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm encouraged. And I think this team continues to get better. Uh, you know, like we said, uh, I thought Dayron um, – was going to be the player of the game, and I thought Kerwin was going to be the player of the game. I thought Kerwin had a great game, and uh, but I thought Armando uh, Baycott had a great game too, just being there and watching the game and not really looking at the stats. I have to go back and pull up my phone. I thought they played unbelievable. Um, but from Duke's uh, aspect of the game, um, I don't really think they had anybody that played well. And for somehow Matthew Hurt made first team all ACC – um, you know, you can make an argument uh, statistically. He had the stats to make that, but I, my only argument is why are we putting teams at that far low? And the you know, no one should be a first team all ACC player if their team is you know if you're not a tournament team. Yeah, it just blew my mind. I mean, this guy didn't show up in the two biggest games they had. Uh, you know, <clears throat> granted, we didn't really have like a standout, so I'm not saying that this should have been replaced by, by, by a Tar Heel, even though we were ahead of him in the rankings. And quite frankly, I should, you know, I don't, I don't know a ton about some of these other, other uh, programs out there and like who their key players are, who could have replaced him. But he certainly wasn't all ACC player when he played us. At the same time, Curran Walton uh, didn't even make the freshman team, and I mean he's. I don't know, man. He's one of the better players on our entire team. So, uh, yeah, man, the awards, like they always are, political and subjective and all this other stuff, and all these writers are probably, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. The guy hasn't impressed me in any game I've seen him play. Um, but, you know, Duke guys usually don't. So, whatever, man. Enjoy uh, enjoy your first team All-ACC. Uh, I think you're probably peak, uh, peak in your career right now. You got nowhere to go, but uh, – <laughs> You know, starting your own bakery with your boy Zoo back out there somewhere here in the next few years. So, hey, man, ride it while you can because you ain't winning the ACC championship. You're not going to the NCAA tournament. You're probably not even going to the NIT because they won't even have one. And you're probably going to try to go to the NBA. And then you're going to wind up in uh, Barcelona somewhere uh, filling up wine glasses in the first three rows of the stadium. So, anyway, man, I don't know. This Matthew Hurt thing doesn't bother me because it's just stupid anyway. Barcelona's not a bad place. Place to fill I know, wine I glasses, Bar- just to yeah, be honest Barcelona with you. Barcelona is probably like Barcelona has one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, but with that said, uh, I, I'm just like I'm just fed up with the media and uh, how they like. How was he a first team All ACC player? This guy had I don't know seven two points the first game that they played, and then if you l- watch the game that we played against them from Saturday. He did not start playing until the last five minutes and putting up all those points. I'm not sure what he was from the floor. Um, probably should have done a little more research on the stats. But from the eye test, he did not look great. And, uh, you know, the only bright spot for Duke, I could say, is the Williams kid down low. Uh, I think he can improve. Um, and I think he I think he has potential. But Matthew Hurt is not a first-team All-ACC player in previous years. I know this is a washed-up kind of like down year for the ACC According to all these media experts, um, there's a reason they're in the media, by the way. But um, 
Yeah, I, I just I don't. I was a little discouraged by that, and uh, I know Baycott got third team All ACC. Uh, I think he's made a lot of improvement. I, I thought really thought he had a good game against Duke, and I thought he came out and really brought a lot of energy. And I like the way he's been playing. Um, so um, I was really encouraged by that. But uh, yeah, I think we've got a bright young team. I'm not sure what's going to happen after the season, but we've got depth. We've got we're starting to gel. Uh, kind of like what we talked about early on is I think this team is going to be second half of the year team. And I think what you're seeing is kind of a team kind of catch their stride right before they go into ACC tournament play and then the NCAA tournament, uh, which we'll talk about. But I don't want Carolina fans to start, hey, maybe we should lose here. Maybe we should lose there. Listen, this isn't – like this team to me, you know, they're young – the we need to win all games. We don't need to look at like seeding. We don't need to pay attention to the outside noise. What you need to do is you need to look at that next game and try to win that next game. You need to look at the next game after that and try to win that and take it game by game. And I think that would be super important for this team. And that's that's a hard thing for a uh, young team to do um, is to take it one game at a time. But I think that's the best thing this team can do. Uh, you don't want to say, hey, we need to lose this game so we can get this seed and not end up in this bracket. That's overcoaching. That's overthinking, in my opinion. I hate when people do that. This team needs to win. I think winning the ACC tournament would be big for us. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, that's just my thoughts on how these uh, post-conference tournament, like post-conference regular season and then into the tournament, that's how I approach it. What do you think, Sleep? We're talking to you, Jean-Claude Tandan. I mean, Jean-Claude was out there group texting us, asking us if we should lose the third quarter of the fourth game of the night tournament and so that we could get a seven seed against the 14 seed in uh, next Thursday instead of Wednesday afternoon. It's like, dude, just go out and win. I'm telling you. And my man Matt Stokes, or MT Stokes, sorry, I, I wonder what you do for a living, maybe a realtor or something like that. But that was what I was going to say. Only thing that hurt about Hurts is his haircut, bro. That thing looks like I gave it to him. I mean, our boy Walker, the Big Hawk was rubbing it on, uh, was rubbing it on thick on him on on national television, or, or well, it was pretty regional, I believe. Uh, nonetheless, man, he let him have it, let his haircut have it. Uh, buddy, somebody needs to somebody needs to get Matthew Hurt into a uh, you know, a haircut recovery clinic because, buddy, that stuff might not grow back. They cropped it so close. Um, anyway, yeah, he, yeah, not a yeah, freshman either. So he, my uh, mom used to say he must not have a lot of friends, and I used to be like, "What's wrong, mom?" Well, friends don't let friends go in public like that. Lord of mercy, and, uh, you know, I, I was joking about Kessler. I mean. Kessler, you could joke around, hey, he messed up. Got like Hurt's been his haircut's been atrocious. Well, all like season. took a belt sander around the yeah, side and, around the yeah, horseshoe there. Yeah, I mean, this guy made Cam Sexton look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> and if you think that you think <laughs> I didn't, didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> dude looked like uh Chris Mullen uh with a hair on top. But anyway, dude, it was uh it was a great day for Tar Heels, as it usually is, even in a even in a poor outcome. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Uh not a great day to be Bree. Last night. Nope. Um, so what are we thinking here? Uh, so it came down to the three, Michelle, Bree, Rachel. And uh, we all know we all know who wins because – Spoiler alert. Spo- hey, Bree's gone. Yeah. So. Bree gone. It is, it is 6,700 of you uh, watching right now. Sorry about that. Rachel has won because we all know what has happened over the time. 
Uh, Rachel, all right, we'll just dive into the Michelle. Uh, first of all, what's your thoughts on her? And then what's your thoughts on the chemistry in the date and what they did in the date sleep? Yeah. All right. So the butter and the oatmeal thing, they were the first ones. And dude, I was like, this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. All right. Like the bachelor that remind everyone out there, you know, this is my first full circle around the bachelor son right i did the bachelorette interesting i did the bachelor which i'm much more involved with uh but man dude like this took the cake and being awkward um it was i've listen man i've heard of some strange things uh stomping around in a big bowl of oatmeal and rub i mean these were like land of lake sticks of butter like just rubbing butter on each other. And all I can ever think about when this is going on is what if I were the bachelor or if I were the bachelorette and my family's watching this. Like my friends, I wouldn't even be able to come home. I would just get roasted so hard that, I mean, I might as well never show my face in any town I've ever been in again. Might as well move to Kazakhstan or something. Uh, the oatmeal thing was just weird. I mean, Michelle, I think, is probably the most genuine of all of them, she seemed real nice. She's a teacher. Um, you know, I ain't going to get into the uh, probably what they did in the suite there um, to keep her around instead of Brie. But, uh, you know, for my money, it goes Brie, Rachel, Michelle. Uh, I think Rachel's the nicest. I'm sorry, Michelle's the nicest. I think, you know, probably Brie's the hottest. I think Rachel's, you know, she's got a little baggage on her now. But, uh, you know, true to form, man. I don't know what to make a decision making process. So there was something else that he did that just really threw me for a loop. But all right, so I'll, I'll just dive in right here about Michelle. So what do I think of Michelle? Okay, um, well, I, I do think they have a good chemistry, and I think somewhat she's down to earth. Um, she's a school teacher. He's a teacher as well, so they have something in common in that. He's a teacher? Yeah, I think he was some teacher in New York or something like that. I thought he was a realtor or something. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I thought he was a teacher, did something with some students. I don't know. Um, but uh, so anyways, we go and they had this butter oatmeal soaking with all these like, yeah, I don't know, oatmeal bath. Listen, guys, I'm from Missouri. I'm from the country. We don't do that stuff, okay? The the most you might get is you take some herbal essences and then put it into the bath and then stir the bath around a little bit. That's what Make you get. Make bubble that, bath out of your shampoo. That's how you, that's it, yeah. how you do where I'm from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know the oatmeal. So what are we going to – what are we going to eat for breakfast I got now? chicken pox or something. Yeah. yeah. So um, – yeah, I didn't know if they're going to soak in oatmeal and then do eggs over easy with the massage. But I will say – Right it, before the sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, this date was kind of weird from the get. Uh, uh, I do think they have good chemistry. I thought it was kind of real. But, it, I mean, all these three of these dates were super boring. Um, all right, so we're over uh, Michelle – um, and then who was next? Brie. All right. Yeah, there was Brie, but we got to pump the brakes because the biggest thing that came out of the whole show was this interaction between uh, Matt and his dad. 
And it was like, why is this on TV like this? Yep. You know, that was just messed up. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just weird. Like, I felt uncomfortable. Uh, and then, but true to form, we knew that my man Matt was going to play that card. And I think it was Bree that he played it with. And he basically talked about, uh, I think Michelle said, I love you. And he said, thank you for sharing that with me. And then I think Bree went into, you know, her whole spiel. And then he was like, well, I got daddy issues. And then uh, I'm thinking the whole time, like, dude, Bree quit her job. I just can't get over that. And and listen, the internet just swooped in to support Bree after the episode was over. I don't know if you saw the memes, but they were not having him kicking Bree to the curb. Yeah, I agree. And we'll backtrack back to the dad and the father-son moment they had before. And uh, I'm not sure where they got this guy, what street corner. And I feel bad saying that. But, man, why was this on TV? Um, the the Bachelors has been boring enough. And I kind of felt bad for Matt. I kind of felt bad for his dad. Because his dad just wasn't picking up on it. like. Okay, listen, you're not there for your son's life. And then, you know, his excuse was, well, my dad wasn't there for my life. And I kind of felt, I did feel like a human side of me be like, I felt bad for him. But I didn't think that the dad and Matt should have been, I don't think that should have been aired on TV. And on in a way, it kind of felt ingenuine. And when watching it from a third uh third person aspect, you know, I, you know, if that was me, um, it would be kind of difficult for me. I wouldn't just say sorry or anything like that and just kind of act like I had closure. I don't think there was closure, but diving into Brie, listen, Brie looked, she showed out. She looked really, really good. Um, I, Michelle, Brie, Rachel, Brie's head over heels, the hottest one, in my opinion. I think she looked phenomenal and true to form. She didn't get the rose. She yada yada it on out. Uh, but she would looked amazing. Uh, I thought she was down and real to earth. Uh, I'm not sure what what the heck did they do on their date. We're live here, people. Was that the one in the? Uh, yeah, somebody say uh, a uh, she the prez. We see you out there, man. What they do on Bree's date last night? They, is that the one who went camping in the woods? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so they go camping in the woods, and my first thing is listen. Uh, Matt, you, you listen, you've never been camping in your life. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. And don't do it on the bachelor. And we know for sure, like this isn't really what Bree was wanting. So I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. Camping in the woods. She just <laughs> verified it. Uh, she was not down. Yeah. She wasn't having it. So this might've been another thing is we're like, Bree wasn't feeling Matt. And, uh, you know, we'll be honest with you guys. You know, we're just, I mean, we're just buckling down and just kind of put the seatbelt on and just get us through this last few episodes. Lord have mercy, yeah, man. And so one thing you said. Our podcast episodes are going to end up being shorter than damn Matt's jeans, man. 
Hey, what are you doing? What is what in the hell is this trend going on? I mean, tight. I mean, the jeans are tight. How do you get the jeans on, young people? And why do you not wear them past the ankles anymore? Lord of mercy, because, it was cold out there. Listen, I'm six nine. Back in the day, if I knew this style was going to come in, I could have saved a lot of money and just gone and shopped at like a regular Baby Gap. But I went to Big and Tall Clothing. I got the clothes that fit and they were the right length. <laughs> Nowadays, it just could have got them right down to the uh, calves. And you know, I don't have good calves so it's probably not a good thing fact checker just joined there she is um everything will be true to form and you will not hear a lie but <laughs> one thing that we did we did discuss sleep dog said it and he caught it great eye sleep brings the real to the show is michelle brie what did matt say to them he said thank you for sharing mm-hmm. rachel she said i love you matt said i love you as well so we know Rachel wins. There it is, folks. And if you didn't listen, guys, I lied. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know who won the show, that would have been your dead getaway. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see you guys try to solve a crime if you can't figure out that Rachel wins at this point. Spoiler alert, no spoiler alert. Blogs, no blogs. Social media, Chris Harrison, Hanson, Hoggle, Hogwart. Uh, I mean, it's, Ray Charles could see that she's going to win. And, uh, and so it was like, at this point, it's like pulling teeth, man. Like, all right, so everybody says this is such a great show. And, and to this point, it's been really interesting. The problem is the rubber meets the road when you're down about three or four people. And now we're down to three total, uh, and it's not interesting. Like, it is hard to get through at this point. So Mm -hmm. all this stuff I've said about, man, you got to get onto this. Like, if you're not, like, don't judge it until you try it. Um, It's not good. Like, I can't wait to find out. And we had the queen there, our queen, uh, 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 came out of Buckingham Palace. Okay, dog. Uh, that is our friend Jean-Claude Tandan's significant other, Katie, uh, who told us, and I'm not going to spoil that, who the bachelorette is going to be. Uh, and all I can think about now is when that starts. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to that. Um You'll get your coverage of that as well. Um, let's get through this Matt thing. But one other thing I want to talk about is like if if they're so like in love, like a human aspect of this show. If there's three girls and you're gonna dismiss one, why do you need to bring one rose out and do it in front of the other two girls? Why wouldn't you just take her and just be like, hey, I don't think it's right to come out here and put you on blast Can right here from the out? get. And then the other thing is Chris Harrison comes out and says. Okay, ladies, there's one. Like, he comes out and says, sorry, you didn't make it. And then, Matt, can I walk you to the car? I want, listen, the queen, Victoria, said, no, hell no, you can't walk me to the car. (laughs) One of these girls, if, like, Bree, show us how you really feel. Like, I wish she would get online or, like, go live or something. Man, I wasn't feeling this guy. Thanks for dismissing me. But, yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, like I said, it's it's abrasive when they leave. At this point, you got to feel like the thing that I don't understand is there's this awkward session on the couch, right? Where they're all sitting there. Michelle walks back in. The other two girls are borderline in tears. Michelle ain't got no makeup on. So, I mean, draw your own conclusions. And, you know, she's like, you guys are going to love your date and this, that, and the other and this sort of thing. And these girls, I mean, I just don't understand. It's like, what is that called? Polygamy? Like, I mean, it's weird, dude. I mean, this whole thing is so weird. Like, all right, all the drama in the beginning is in times weird enough and just, you know, dramatic. But now it's like, 
I just don't understand. Like, this has got to be psychologically dam- damaging to the people involved and, quite frankly, half of the people watching it because it's just strange. I don't understand how you could just be sitting there. I mean, if I'm the bachelorette or whatever, if I'm on the bachelorette and I'm sitting on a couch with three other dudes after this, I ain't feeling great about myself. My self-esteem is in the toilet. Uh, I don't really feel like eating much. Uh, probably, like, I don't know. I'm not in a good headspace, right? So I, I I do, I guess, in a way, weirdly sympathize with these girls. They're getting paid. They're getting famous. So, like, all that is, you know, credit to them. But in a way, my ass would rather get kicked out with about, I think my soft spot would be about five or six people left. That's when I'd want to check out. Yeah. You know, unless I'm in there whispering to them, like, listen. You better not touch any of those other girls while I ain't around. And uh, and it better be me. Like, unless you got like some side deal, you know, early on. That's what I wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, they show up, they gotta have contracts. I would love to know what's in these contracts, right? <laughs> There's gotta be something that says you can't do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. But then um there's gotta be like at some point, you're in there for two months, right? There's gotta be like, cause you can like here's the other weird part. Is like, let's say there's 10 girls left and there are five of them that you're just not feeling. Mm -hmm. You can't. The show says you can't just be like, hey, five girls, you're out of here. Like you can only send two home. So some of it, it's like it's like you're not just feeling all 30 of these people and it's a hard decision every time you cut one off. So that's the interesting. The counterpoint to to that is, though, sometimes and I. I hate that I'm even saying this is sometimes relationships evolve and grow. The more time you spend around somebody, you could get to know them better and you like that aspect of them. So I could see why you just don't cancel them all out. But I think when you get down to at least fantasy suites, I would hope that if you're not interested in a girl, you don't go to the fantasy suites with them. And that's one other thing is like, I was kind of laughing about, uh, she, the prez, Mr. Pickett, uh, pick them, book them, lock them. He Trap was it. laughing about is these girls would go stay in the fantasy suite and then they would come marching in the next morning and the other two girls would be on the couch and she'd just start strutting in there with the biggest <laughs> smile and they would just like sit down on the couch and just let it all out. Yep. And then the next one would go. And then the next, like, in. In a point, I'm like, eh, you know, this ain't the best look. And I'm not sure, you know, listen, if I have a daughter, um, heaven forbid that she ever goes on this bachelor, I tell you what, I might be on that damn couch after the fantasy suites. <laughs> this but, one kid's a teacher. I mean, the one girl's a teacher. Yeah. Well, you think her kids are like second or third grade? Her parents probably, I mean, maybe the parents don't let them watch it. You know, I don't know. It's just a lot of questions about, you know, what happens. What happens? Uh, where are they now? Kind of. Kind of issue. And and so, listen, next week you'll have it covered. A lot of drama, a lot of action. We saw the preview. Matt almost gave up, said, you know, Chris Harrison in the preview, they were sitting on the sidewalk. He said, I'm not sure I can go on. Balling like a little baby. It's all bullshit. Uh, Typical wakey, wake force guy. Um, So we'll see what's up. A lot of drama. Of course, we'll have all the coverage of that for you. Yeah, uh, big win for UNCG last night. To the Tar Heel fans out there, our boy Wes Miller, uh, five straight 21 seasons, back-to-back, I think, going to the NCAA tournament. It's been more than more than twice. Yeah, hey, uh, it's a great year for Wes and UNCG. Um, they, they're they in the tournament. Uh, they won the regular season. They won um, 
you know, obviously their conference tournament and he's done an unbelievable job at UNCG. They have a kid named Isaiah Miller, potential pro, one of the best defensive players in the country at any position. Um, one of the best guards in the country probably doesn't get the recognition, but they're an upset alert team. I think I could see them knocking down like a big team. And to me, if you look at the whole tournament, it depends on where the seating, where they place. Big 10 has a great, you know, they have a great conference They're, you know, probably the toughest conference this year with, uh, some pretty good teams coming out of there. Um, we'll see, you know, where they stack up, but I could see them taking down, you know, Dude, they're the perfect type of team with a guy like that. Isaiah Miller, man, I'd never heard of him until you told me last night, until I watched him play. He was on a different level than everybody else on the court. Uh, loose balls, fast breaks, rebounds. I mean, this guy was just getting after it. Great defender, great offensive player. He just is, is just ripe for opportunity to get in a game and have a big game against a big team. And like all of a sudden, you know, he's on the map. A very like Ja Morant type guy, you know, at an at a, at a otherwise unknown sort of place that all of a sudden just bursts on the scene and that dude was fun to watch so i hope they win some games just so i can watch and play some more uh yeah everybody else, i couldn't name anybody else probably in their entire conference in the history of their conference except steph curry uh yeah but they uh it'll be interesting to see where seeding comes out the acc tournament is going on right now we haven't paid a lick of attention to it yet uh but we're gonna try to figure out what the hell's going on um by the time we come back I guess we'll know where our seed is for the NCAAs, uh, where we finish in the ACCs. And it's really going to be – this is a toss-up. The whole thing's in Indy, which is a really interesting thing for me because regions don't matter anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, this is ironic. This is the one year Duke won't be able to get a good region, uh, and they're not in a tournament anyway. So, yeah, it, dude, it's going to be – all kinds of storylines coming out as hell. UNCG might win a national championship this year. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but, you know, Isaiah Miller, he's a very good defensive player. Uh, John Morant's probably a little bit longer and lanky, but he is extremely athletic and explosive. And if you're going to ask me, I think he's a better defensive player than John Morant. Uh, but uh, I think if you guys are tuning in, you want to see a – Former Tar Heel, former national championship, uh, do good things. He's been doing it at UNCG for a while now. He's building a heck of a program. I think he's probably, in my opinion, the best youngest, like the youngest coach in NCAA. He's probably the best of the youngest coaches in NCAA. I think he's he's done a great job, totally turned that program around. But we also have the ACC tournament happening right now. I think it's in Greensboro. Um, but um, I'll look at the schedule. I think the Tar Heels play tomorrow at uh, 9 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, who do they have? The winner of Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Oh, what a uh, barn burner. Notre Dame will win that. I don't think Wake Forest is all that good. Yeah, I think they've Big won Hawk does like, not like Wake Forest this year. Uh, I think they've won one conference game, if I'm not right. Yeah, uh, not very good. Um, so, yeah, I mean – It'd be a great time for the Heels to figure out how to push string a couple of wins together. If they play like they played against Duke, the two games they played Duke, they're going to win it all. I mean, if they could just play like that every game and maybe make a few free throws, maybe not turn the ball over 10,000 times, you know, they fix those two issues. I think you got a, you got a contender on your hands. Frankly, honestly, if they get to the Sweet 16, I'm considering this one hell of a season, all things considered, with with how things kind of got 
off to a start. But uh, no, nah, I mean, it's going to be great. I think there's, you know, all your typical blue bloods. I mean, Gonzaga hasn't even lost yet. I didn't watch him play last night because it's past my bedtime. But mm-hmm. those guys just keep turning it out. And uh, I mean, hard to hard to vote against them, bet against them yeah, at this I'm point. I'm going to go ahead and look at this ACC tournament schedule. Uh, I sent it to you, uh, sleep on the text too, but you got to look at it. I'll cover it right now. So they'll probably play Notre Dame tomorrow at 9 p.m. And then, so the winner of that game, Notre Dame NC, which I think will be NC, will play Virginia Tech uh, on Thursday at 9, um, which Virginia Tech has been on pause for a little bit. They came out. I think their head coach got the coach of the year uh, in the ACC, but uh, – we could potentially um, – I think we beat Virginia Tech. And the game to watch would be – so we see Duke is a 10 seed. Duke plays uh, BC today at 430, so they're currently probably playing. And then they play Louisville. I think Duke actually wins both those games. And then you have Florida State versus Duke on Thursday night at 830. Okay, so I think Florida State wins that game. But if Duke potentially wins and then we beat Virginia Tech, you could see a rematch of Duke and NC. I'm not sure the last time that we went, we we dropped a three, uh, beat Duke three times in a year. So that would be interesting to see if that happened. Put the old hat trick on them. Mm -hmm. Beat them again. Well, we don't play them. Never mind. And potentially, so if we beat Florida State, which we're capable of, Florida State is one of the best teams in the country, in my opinion. Um, if we do beat them, we're in the conference tournament and championship, and we could potentially play Virginia Tech, not Virginia Tech, but Virginia, or it looks like it would be between maybe Georgia Tech, Clemson versus Virginia. I think we'd see Virginia. And if we win the conference championship, I don't think we get that bad of a seat. Yeah, I mean, I think you could potentially get a five or better. I mean, you got to figure if we win the ACC and we've essentially won, what, four or five games in a row? Like, I mean, at that point, you got to be in the top 25. So, uh, and then the the one that really stands out at me is a potential matchup between uh and the other side of the bracket between Syracuse and Virginia. The one challenge we might have with winning the ACC tournament is that game might not ever end. That game might go into 55 overtimes because it's 12 to 12 in the in the uh in the 54th overtime. If you're watching that game, it's going to feel like 55 overtimes. Lord have mercy. Um, yeah, so so the the NCAA it's not that strong this year. Um but looking at UNC They've lost – listen, they've only lost one game at home. Most people don't realize that. They talk about how, you know, we're having a down – we only lost one game at home. Um, also, we have a young group of guys who are just figuring out how to play with each other. And I think if they win the conference championship, um, I think that gives them confidence. I think they could start seeing the team gel and then lead into maybe a playoff – I mean, a tournament push, maybe a deep run. That would be interesting. But like you said, Gonzaga is a powerhouse. Um, I also think – I'm not sure if you've seen much of the Big Ten. I do think Iowa's a, a contender. I mm-hmm. think Illinois is a contender. Um, and I think Gonzaga is a contender. The, the thing I don't like about Gonzaga, and I know they're a good team, they're probably the best team in college right now and deserve a number one ranking, but I don't like the fact that they play in a weak conference. Yeah. And I've never liked that, and I think it makes them vulnerable in the tournament because any team can pretty much beat any team in the tournament. 
And I know the 16 seed uh, historically always loses until Virginia lost to them a few years ago. I think any team could possibly upset um, anybody in the tournament. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, my key for the heels is just in any game that they keep the turnovers low and the free throw percentage high. I think they got to get they got a great chance to win cuz they do yeah. everything else pretty well. It tends to be when they don't do those one or both things is when they get in trouble. They shoot horrendously from the free throw line and then sometimes they just like wake up and shoot like 80% from the line. Uh if they can protect the basketball, it's going to be it's going to be important in in a tournament if they can make free throws. If they can do both of them, they're going to beat anybody. The challenge is is they don't do both of them often. So yeah. uh we'll see. Uh high hopes as always. My pick for national championship Tar Heels, duh. Like, why not? Uh, my pick for the ACC champions, Tar Heels, duh. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not picking against them uh, just because why would I? Uh, so, yeah. anyway, that's that's my two cents. I don't know if you got anything else, Big Hawks. We got some DMs to answer or anything? Yeah, we'll check the DMs. We'll get right in them. But, uh, Sleep, you hit it. the nail on the head is uh, careless turnovers are the key for this team. And I'm talking about the turnovers where, you know, when – I don't know – when Duke started pressing in the second half is just like throwing the ball away from the press from out, you know, under their basket, you know, dropping a pass or getting on a two on one fast break and then just dribbling off your foot or something like that. We need to limit those. Obviously shooting a high free throw percentage always is good. Um, but, um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I think those are the keys, but also we got to get some, uh, I think our bench has to step up. Yep. Uh, I know Dayron's come in and played well, but we need guys like Playtech. You know, not every game, but come in, give us a lift, and it doesn't have to be offensive. That's what young kids get caught up in. Is like if if I'm not scoring, then I'm not adding to the game. No, it's not that. Is if you run the court hard, you occupy the help side defense, you do something to engage uh, the team and add a positive aspect to your team. And we're not talking about scoring. We're talking about making hard cuts, making winning plays, boxing out. Don't let your man get the rebound. Loose ball, all those things add up. And you see teams that win big games, they have everyone doing that. And, you know, we don't have a, like, oh, he's our best player on the team this year. We get contributions from everybody. And Coach Williams, you heard about him talk about it in uh, press conferences. Is like the best teams are the teams where everybody uh, contributes. So I'm really excited about the growth. And uh, we'll get into the DMs. Yeah, one I wanted to – we should have got to – we didn't get to last – episode because we were pretty much focused on the game is uh matt hester man he was he was giving us a shout out about some of the uh some of the whiskey and that's one thing that we're going to tend to we're going to really try to uh sort of add to the repertoire here is uh i mean we're not drinking this is coffee in here could be whiskey and i might not be telling you but it's not um maybe and you know we are uh big into it right now if any of you out there aren't aware if you've been hiding under a rock the covid thing has just made like bourbon impossible to find i know the delivery schedule every abc store in a tri-county radius i show up all the time they still don't have anything uh but yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a I don't know, like a scavenger hunt trying to find a decent bottle of bourbon. We both days. love whiskey. Uh, we started collecting it, you know, for a little bit. Now I've always kind of been into it. My family lives in Kentucky now, so I kind of learned a lot about it and I've kind of grown my palate. Uh, but uh, we will definitely cover whiskeys. If you guys have any whiskeys you like out there, let us know and we'll cover it. 
Or you can send us some. You know, if yeah, you got we'll, some that, you know, we'll take it. Yeah, send it to us if you have a whiskey, like just a sample or something like that. And let us know what you think. Like, hey, if you like a whiskey, uh, there's a good chance that we have it. Like I said, our private stock, I mean, we'll put any bar to shame right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And uh, hit us up with your favorite whiskeys, and we'll cover it. We'll give you all a review. Maybe we won't do a whole podcast on it, but we can get on here and do a live episode. One bottle challenge. Yeah. You know, <laughs> try to take one down. Ladies, this, I know we got some lady listeners out there. Your husbands get out of line. You know, you really want to prove a point to them. Take that liquor away from them. Uh, but don't do that unless you're going to. You know, send it to us. That's kind of a messed up thing for us to say uh, to all you bros out there. Like, eh, maybe I take that one back. But anyway, man, if anybody's got some, you know, a little handout. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> throw it over here. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo Trace, man. Buffalo Trace is some solid stuff. Everything that comes from their distillery is pretty, uh, pretty much guaranteed. The Buffalo Trace is good, uh, but Buffalo Trace is like just kind of like a to me. Because we live in North Carolina, the government controls alcohol sales. Buffalo Trace is just like a, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good whiskey. But it's not, to me, it's not something that puts me head over heels. Like, I think Buffalo Trace and Maker's Mark, I don't think Buffalo Trace is head over heels. Angel's Envy, Angel's Envy is very good. Angel's Envy Rye, that's a unicorn. That's one of my best whiskeys. And people who don't drink whiskeys always put on my Angel's Envy Rye. And the uh, cask or the Caribbean rum finish on the mm-hmm. Angel's Envy Rye really gives it a lot of sweet flavor. And it is. It's digestible for otherwise. Uh, like I know when I first started, like it was hard <laughs> hard to get some of that stuff down, right? But but Angel's Envy has, you know, what is it, 100 proof, I think. And the rye is. And it's still uh, – Still pretty solid. Old fact checker. Boy, she loves the Bookers. There, she loves Bookers. And Bookers is coming out with their new release. Um, and that should be uh, – I don't know if it's coming on the shelf soon or not, but they release it. They're coming out with a new batch soon. And Bookers is starting to get impossible to find now. But uh, Bookers is Bookers is up there for me. Bookers is very good. Bakers I like better. Uh, sometimes bookers can be overwhelming with the one thirty ish proof that it, that it comes with and kind of blow your socks off. But, uh, yeah, I like bakers. I prefer bakers. I know you're a big bookers guy as well. Yeah. I'm a big bookers guy over the, over bakers. Bakers is solid about through down after we, after we clobbered Duke the other night, I clobbered about half a bottle of stack junior at a local restaurant and, uh, it woke up, felt like I had about three scoops of cinnamon in my mouth. So, uh, yeah, be careful out there. Um, I said Angel's Envy Rye was a hundred (laughs) proof fact checker. So you just, the fact checker just got fact checked on live. My bad. Boom. Uh, check that one. And then Woodford Reserve. All right, here's the deal. Like I was going to – he – yeah, uh, I was going to call you out on that one. Truth is, Woodford Reserve is a great if, – if some people are out there like, man, I like bourbon, but I ain't spending all that money on stuff. I personally think Woodford Reserve is the best – yes, I did. Yes, I did, Savita. Uh, th- I think Woodford Reserve is like the best um, – Thank you. Uh, I think Woodford Reserve is like the best stock. Like you can get it anywhere. You can drink it neat. That's the thing is if you can drink it neat, fine. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Doesn't matter where it came from. There's some things that you probably shouldn't drink neat. You're just getting into it. Don't mess with any Jack Daniels. Definitely don't mess with any Jim Beam. But uh, yeah, if you're going to drink it neat. 
But Woodford is a, is a, is a good option for anybody getting started, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Woodford's kind of like it doesn't have to – it's not sophisticated enough to really like – for me to drink on a regular, but uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Great for like, uh, what is it? Uh, I always get Manhattans and Old Fashions confused. The one with the big ice cube. Uh, don't do many mixed drinks anymore, but that's the one that Woodford is great for that. Uh, we're going to work on getting a few local uh, whiskey savants on the pod here in the days, weeks, months, probably years to come. But uh, anyway, uh, any other DMs there, Big Hawk? Uh, we had a request. Somebody wanted to know where you got your shirt and what color it is. Somebody wanted to know where I got my shirt? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, my buddy Dustin gave me this shirt. So Dustin ordered it. Dustin is really lean. And he uh, he was like, hey, dude, um, this is from- Let me fill the material in it. Yeah. This is Snyder. It's great. Yeah. So it's- I think it's, it's Todd yeah. Snyder. I get a lot of- Actually, I never bought one, but I get a lot of Instagram uh, things on there. This is a great T-shirt. The best thing is dust. This is a size small. All right, like I think they mislabeled this some bitch because I am not a size small. This thing makes me feel good, but uh, yeah, it's a great T-shirt. Great fit. Great cut. Great, you know, a lot of things going on with it that are positive. Sucker's about sixty bucks. Uh, I didn't buy it. Like I said, it was gifted to me, and that uh, that makes it even better shirt. Yeah. Um- that was actually from the fact checker. And she also asked, when am I getting my next haircut? Uh, I'm due, guys. Uh, it's getting late in the week. Cut will come soon. That's right. Got to get one early in the Cut week. Cut will come soon. Jean-Claude Tandan, our buddy. We got to get some of our buddies on here because, you know, uh, we have Roast Fest and these guys. I mean, Jean-Claude showed up, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was I was really anticipating that cut so we could cut him down about it. But Matthew Hurt, he was not. I mean – Oh, 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 Dan, I think he might have found a, a, a diamond in the rough out there in Durham. So, you know, he might uh, uh, he might want to share the love where he got his hair cut. But uh, I go right downstairs. So someone hit us in the DMs, Alec, Alex Stanford, uh, Sanford. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is a funny story. When I was in college, I never signed for Duke. If you're a Duke fan, you're not getting an autograph, period. No no questions asked. That's a rule. That was the 11th commandment. <clears throat> I've gotten more mature, and I've also gotten nicer as a person, uh, according to some people. But, uh, yeah, so apparently um, I was at a basketball camp. A few kids came up to get an autograph, and one of them had a Duke, or one said, I'm a Duke fan and had a Duke shirt on. I said, everyone else can get an autograph except for you. Looking back, I kind of feel bad about that, but that, hey, that was a rule. And uh, one other story I'm in the RDU airport. A couple kids come up, hey, can I have your autograph? They're worth their parents. They had Duke shirts on. Hmm. I said, what's wrong with your kids? Um, <laughs> I was like, why do they want my autograph? And uh, they, oh, they really like you. And we just happen to be Duke fans. I made them take their shirts off, <laughs> then come back and ask me for an autograph. Then I sent, then I signed it, and I took a picture with them. And I looked at the parents like, "What in the hell's wrong with you? Why are you doing this to your kids? Stop it before it's too late." Like you God don't want, like bless. you want to pay that tuition. Yeah, you really exactly. want your kids go to Duke yeah, and be yeah. around these these northern yeah. private school people? Yeah. Get come out of here. to the University of the People. Yeah. I mean, damn. Anyway, I love it. I love it. Listen, kids got to learn a lesson. You know, life ain't fair. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Like, that's just the way it is, dude. Like, sometimes you got to, uh, you know, 
I don't know. You got you don't raise kids that way. You got to you got to teach them right. You know what I mean? I ain't got any kids myself, but uh, if I had any, they damn sure wouldn't be wearing a Duke shirt around town. Anyway, that's it for me. I'll that's just... it for me. Uh, Tyler just knocked on the table. Yeah, Finland, woke I was... up old, uh, old, old, uh, old mascot down here that nobody can see your tails wagging, and uh, that's probably going to create some, uh, yeah, 2012 Duke 10-minute mark. Yeah, I mean, we killed him. Anyway, that's all for me. Duke's playing currently. Duke's playing currently. Good call. Yeah. Heel, yeah. Uh, that, that lead won't last. My, that's my forecast. Nothing for here. Cam, sorry we couldn't get to you, buddy. We had you on hold. We know you had a couple questions. Uh, That's it for me. Stay safe. Stay safe.